Climate Watch is CGTN Radio's new podcast focusing on the impact of climate change. We have conversations with people on the front line about this critical issue. Listen to Climate Watch on all major podcast platforms and join us in taking action to save the planet we call home. Welcome to the Top Story, a podcast that brings you the headlines of the day with the help of our correspondents from around the world. I'm Zhu Tianlu. Coming up in this edition, Russian President Vladimir Putin says Moscow will return to the Black Sea Green Deal if the restrictions on Russian agricultural products are lifted. Chinese Premier Li Qian is to attend this year's ASEAN summit in Jakarta. And the military junta in Gabon has sworn in its leader as interim president following a coup last week. Starting in Europe, Russian President Vladimir Putin has met his Turkish counterpart in Sochi, where the Black Sea Green Deal was in the spotlight. Putin has told Recep Tayyip Erdogan that Russia will return to the Green Deal if the restrictions on Russian agricultural products are lifted. Erdogan said he is confident a solution can be reached. More details from Dasha Chunishova. At the start of the talks with Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan in Sochi, Russian President Vladimir Putin said the two leaders have raised relations between Moscow and Ankara to, quote, a very good high level. The talks lasted several hours, touching upon various issues from energy cooperation, with Russia hoping to finalize talks on the gas hub creation in Turkey to Syria and Ukraine. Putin repeated that Moscow was ready to return to the Black Sea grain deal once its demands are met. He accused Ukraine of using the corridor to carry out attacks against Russia, and the West of using the deal not to the benefit of the biggest countries. In the meantime, Russia's Minister of Defense Sergei Shoigu said Moscow would continue to destroy Ukrainian infrastructure involved in the production of the unmanned boats that is located in three ports, Chernomorsky, Yuzhny and in Odessa. Sergei Shoigu said those naval drones are among the reasons why Russia did not extend the Black Sea grain deal. Turkish president said he was hopeful to find a solution to revive the arrangement, adding that Ukraine must soften its approaches. That was Dasha Chernyshova reporting from Moscow. At least three people are dead and three others missing as record rainfall hit central Spain, including the capital, Madrid. The sudden downpours from Sunday through early Monday transformed streets into rivers of mud that swept away cars. Helicopters were sent to rescue people who had sought refuge on the roofs of their homes. Roads, subway lines and high-speed train services were shut down due to floods. Ken Brown has more. We're here in the town of El Alamo, about 40 minutes from Madrid. In this town, we've been listening to some incredible stories, people diving into water at 3 a.m. in the dark, trying to pull their neighbors out of cars, out of houses. Elsewhere, we've seen dramatic images of bridges and buildings collapsing, the metro in the center of Madrid filling up with water, downpours cause transport chaos. Now, here in Alamo, this is how the people lived it. Yesterday was catastrophic, the most terrifying day of our lives. You could hear the people screaming, asking for help, but we couldn't do anything. 
We felt helpless hearing the screams. We simply couldn't come out or do anything. A lot of water suddenly started to flood into the house, filling the kitchen and the whole ground floor. The water level was above my waist. Yes, we were afraid, but I was most afraid for my mom, as she is a disabled person. The sun has come out here in El Alamo and uh, in many places around the Madrid community as that weather system, Dana, moves north across Galicia and away from Spain. These rains couldn't have come at a worse time, really. This is the point of the year when millions of people return from the coasts, from the beach, from their holidays, people going back to school. Uh, we heard politicians talking about the need to, to call uh, emergency situations in some areas and the potential of asking for help from European funds. The time is now for people to take stock, to salvage what they can, and in certain cases, to mourn loved ones. That was Ken Brown on the extreme weather in Spain. Moving on to Asia. Leaders from Southeast Asian nations are meeting in Jakarta for the 43rd ASEAN Summit from Tuesday to Thursday. This year, the summit and related meetings will focus on ASEAN's unity and inclusiveness. Chinese Premier Li Chang is scheduled to attend and pay an official visit to Indonesia, the current ASEAN chair. Roblin Perba has more. Panama, Kuwait and Australia have also joined the TAC uh, on Monday uh, to tackle uh, issues such as uh, issues on climate change, on food security and energy security as well. We have the ASEAN Indo-Pacific Forum, which uh, one of the, the topics will be discussed is the health tourism special economic zone in Sanur Bali. Of course, um, the Myanmar crisis is also a big issue. Um, the president of Indonesia um, Mr. Jokowi has said in his opening for the ASEAN summit, he says that ASEAN is working together for peace and, and he does not want uh, ASEAN to be used as a proxy to create prosperity in the region. And as we know, the Chinese Premier, uh, Mr. Li Chiang, will also be joining the, the, uh, the summit in the ASEAN plus uh, China dialogue where the free trade agreement between uh, China and uh, ASEAN will definitely be a major topic to be talked about. And not just that, Mr. Li Chang will also uh, attend the ASEAN plus three uh, summit, the East Asia summit, where sensitive topics such as the South China Sea, also the Korean Peninsula, of course, uh, the Fukushima nuclear water, uh, treated water, and the BRI, as it uh, has uh, helped with infrastructure um, and, and it has benefited the people in this region. That was Roblin Perber reporting on the agenda for the ASEAN summit in Indonesia. Still in Asia, artificial intelligence technology has been surging in China in recent years. The 2023 Smart China Expo, underway in southwest China's Chongqing, brings together guests and enterprises from around the world. Zhang Songwu has more. With themes including intelligent connected new energy vehicles and digital China, the Chongqing event aims to provide an industry-specific platform featuring international participation. In a congratulatory letter to the expo, President Xi Jinping said, China attaches great importance to the development of the digital economy. He said China will continue to promote the deep integration of digital technologies and the real economy and China is ready to work with other countries to accelerate the building of a community of a shared future in cyberspace to create a happier and a brighter future. International officials shared their expectations for the Expo and the further cooperation with China.
this is a very important expo, and Uruguay, which has the will to advance in relationship with China, especially in the areas of uh, technology, innovation, and artificial intelligence, well, this is an important uh, place to be present. So that's uh, number one, and also uh, we want to advance talks with the Chinese government and steps for more and more cooperation. I'm pleased to attend the expo and the forum. We hope to enhance further cooperation with China in science and technology, seizing this opportunity. We are amazed by China in its development of science and technology, like digital development and artificial intelligence development. Guests from around the world will have a chance to explore different artificial intelligence products and show at expo. And this event also serves as a window for the world to better understand China's development and for international companies taking part to learn from each other. That was Zhen Songwu on the Smart China Expo. Now to Africa. General Bryce Olige Ngema has been sworn in as Gabon's interim president after a coup last week. While taking the oath of office, Ngema promised to hold free and fair elections after an unspecified period. Joy Kiruki Juma reports. The head of the elite Republican Guard who led officers in the military coup on Wednesday is the man to watch in Gabon. General Bryce Oliguinguema took oath of office at a ceremony held before judges of the Constitutional Court. I swear before God and the people of Gabon that I will faithfully uphold the Republican system, respect and ensure respect for the transition charter and the law, carry out my duties with the superior integrity of the people, preserve the democratic gains, the independence of the country and the integrity of the national territory. Assembly undertake on my honor to do my utmost to achieve national unity. This, I swear. Whilst the military takeover seems to have been largely welcomed within Gabon, other countries have not recognized Nguema as Gabon's legitimate leader. He did, however, reveal his intention to return the country to civilian rule as soon as possible. At the end of this transition, with the support of all Gabonese development partners, we intend to hand over power to civilians by organizing new, free, transparent and credible elections in a climate of social peace. Gwema did not disclose any timelines for the transition or when he believed an election would be held. Rather, he said he had sought the participation of all stakeholders in the drafting of a new constitution, which would be adopted by referendum. I am already instructing the future government to give immediate thought to the mechanisms that need to be put in place to facilitate the return of the country of all political exiles, re-establish grants for secondary school pupils, and grant amnesty for prisoners of conscience. Gwema has been holding hours of high-profile discussions with various stakeholders in the country and responding to questions and grievances. Meanwhile, deposed President Ali Bongo remains under house arrest. That was Joy Kiruki Juma reporting. At the Africa Climate Summit, hundreds of millions of dollars have been pledged to support Africa's voluntary carbon market. Carbon credits offer an opportunity to unlock climate finance for the continent. But the region currently accounts for just 2% of trading on the global carbon markets valued at over $2 billion. Nama Abdirizak has more. Carbon credits took up much of the discussions, with leaders and officials stressing the vital importance 
of harnessing the power of the market-based approach to drive sustainable development on the continent. They argue the SES Summit is the platform for African nations to showcase their commitment to environmental sustainability while also attracting investment and technical expertise to support their efforts. One of the key announcements made at the summit was a $450 million commitment from the United Arab Emirates to buy carbon credits from the Africa Carbon Markets Initiative. ACMI was launched at the COP27 summit in Egypt last year with the aim of boosting Africa's carbon credit production from 16 million in 2020 to 300 million by 2030 and 1.5 billion by 2050. So equity is really key, but equity is very scarce in our markets and we have to think about why is that. Well, remember that in the rest of the world, climate finance and investment is sourced and deployed almost entirely locally. It's about 76% on average, but in regions like the US, in regions like China, it's more than 90%. Local investment, local deployment. In Africa, it's something around 14%. So we're, we're the only ones out here sort of calling for the rest of the world to come and invest on the continent. Challenges, however, still remain for the continent. Many African countries lack the necessary infrastructure and financial resources to fully participate in carbon credit programs. Additionally, ensuring transparency and accountability in the carbon credit market is a crucial issue. Throughout the Africa Climate Summit, delegates will be actively working on solutions to overcome these challenges. So as we continue talking about the different uh, aspects of the carbon markets uh, ecosystem, we now come to the market intermediaries. As I had talked about, we do need uh, regulation. This is really critical to ensure that carbon credits produced in Africa are of the highest integrity, but also uh, that the proceeds from these carbon credits are shared transparently and equitably. Africa is keen to get its share of the carbon credit market and play a leading role in the fight against climate change. Nama Abdirizak on the Africa Climate Summit. Finally, in North America. The start of the new school year hasn't exactly gone to plan in parts of the United States. At least three school districts have been forced to temporarily close amid a resurgence in COVID-19 cases and other viruses, setting the stage for another uncertain school year. Tony Waterman reports. Classes in McGoffin County, Kentucky, had barely settled into the rhythm of a new school year when they came to an abrupt halt. All five of the district's schools were shuttered for two days last month amid an outbreak of illness, including the stomach virus, strep throat, and COVID-19. Usually we see a lot of illnesses when school starts back among the younger students, but this was kind of spread out all the students too. My understanding, they had some custodians, bus drivers, and also that were absent too with the COVID, which also made it uh, difficult to run the school too. McGoffin Public Health Director Pete Shepard says local doctors were reporting 40 new cases of COVID a day among kids. That didn't include positive at-home tests. Attendance plunged to 83%. If the tennis gets below a certain number, then you start losing state money. So they decided to shut down and just uh, try to nip in the bud before it got started uh, full-fledged. Schools in other parts of Kentucky and South Texas were also forced to temporarily suspend classes 
as a late summer surge in COVID-19 sweeps across the country. While case numbers still remain well below the height of the pandemic, the latest data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention show an increasing number of tests are coming back positive, while hospitalizations nationwide have risen for six consecutive weeks. Experts say a relaxation of COVID precautions like masking and distancing is largely to blame. I think it's also compounded a little bit by the heat waves that we've had that have brought many more people indoors to, to really protect themselves from the extreme, um, extreme weather, extreme heat that we've had. Um, and, and that has, I think, also facilitated uh, some transmission of, of COVID over the summer months. According to the CDC, 96% of Americans over 16 years old now have some level of immunity to COVID from vaccination, infection, or both, which could help limit the number of severe cases. In McGoffin County, Pete Shepard says symptoms among students have been mild. And for now, there's no talk of reimposing COVID safety measures. That was Tony Waterman reporting. Now a recap of our top stories. Russian President Vladimir Putin says Russia will return to the Black Sea Green Deal if the restrictions on Russian agricultural products are lifted. Chinese Premier Li Qian is to attend this year's ASEAN summit in Jakarta. And the military junta in Gabon has sworn in its leader as interim president following a coup last week. That's it for this edition of The Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Zhu Tianlu. Thank you for listening.